Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. Strange visitor from another world who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. But before we join Superman, here is an important message. Fellas and girls, somewhere in the Solomon Islands, there are a lot of big, tough fighting Marines. And they're carrying guns that you may have helped to buy for them. That is, if you've been buying your share of war-saving stamps for victory. You see, every single dime you exchange for a war-saving stamp helps to buy the guns and bullets, planes and bombs, the ships and the shells that are going to lick the Nazis and the Japs. Now, we know that all red-blooded Americans can't actually wear Uncle Sam's uniform because, well, because some of us are too young or too old to join the Army or Navy. But there is one big, important way we can help. We can buy war-saving stamps and bonds. We can lend our money to Uncle Sam and put weapons into the hands of American fighting men. Why, do you know that your dime spent for a war stamp is the same dime used to buy five forty-five caliber bullets? I guess you know, and the Japs and the Nazis certainly do, what a soldier or a sailor or a Marine can do with five bullets. And speaking of sailors, you might be interested to learn that every time you buy five war stamps, that same 50 cents buys enough fuel oil to carry a destroyer a full mile closer to its objective. Now, that makes buying war stamps pretty exciting, doesn't it? Look, let's make a promise to ourselves right now. Let's promise to buy war-saving stamps every week regularly. And you can help even more than that. You can get your friends and your mother and father and all the people you know to buy war stamps and bonds regularly. They'll want to help, too, when you explain to them how important it is for all of us to do our share to help our brothers and friends in uniform. Our boys are going to win this war, and we've simply got to help them. So remember, every time you've got a dime, buy a war-saving stamp. And now, the adventures of Superman. Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and Jimmy Olsen are now in Arabia, having strange and bewildering adventures. In our last episode, we heard how the Countess Wojeska, who looks almost exactly like Lois Lane, fell into the hands of a band headed by a mysterious man in a red fez. To all appearances, they intend to hold her for ransom, her husband, the Count, being a wealthy man. Having decided on their course of action, Kent, Jimmy, and the Count return to the room where they had left an unconscious Lois in the care of Sir Mycroft Bittersweet, a Shakespearean actor who detached himself to Kent and Jimmy. Here they were met by another surprise, for as they entered the room, Jimmy suddenly cried out, Leap in mackerel, Mr. Kent. Look, the room's empty. 
Lois and Sir Mycroft are gone. This doesn't make sense. I'll say it doesn't. What would the Red Fez gang want with Lois now that they've got the Countess Wojeska? Even though Lois and the Countess do look alike. One moment, gentlemen. Am I to understand that when you came to my room, you left two people in this room? That's right. Miss Lane and an old actor, Sir Mycroft Bittersweet. And they're not here now? Well, obviously. I'm confused. As I understood it, this Miss Lane was originally spirited away because she resembled my wife, the Countess. Yes. And she was later returned because the band discovered that she was not the Countess. Now, what reason would the same band have for spiriting her away again? I, I don't know. I haven't the vaguest idea. Then why should they take Sir Mycroft also? Maybe they didn't. What do you mean, Mr. King? I do not follow your reasoning myself, Mr. King. Well, let's be logical. We're just assuming that the band did capture Lois and Sir Mycroft, yet we can't think of one good reason why they should have done so. Perhaps there is no reason. And perhaps they didn't spirit them away. Well, if they didn't, what's happened to them? I don't know, Jimmy, but I certainly intend to find out. It seems to me... Look out! What? Good, Good heavens. Look, look there in the wall, a knife. It was thrown through the window. Yes, I saw it coming. You saw it coming? Well, how in the world could Step you... back a minute, Jim. Let me get to that window. Hmm, there's an old house across the street, boarded up and apparently not in use. Someone standing at one of those windows could have thrown that knife. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go get him. Easy does it now, Jim. Whoever threw that knife made sure of his escape beforehand. He's out of that building and well on his way by this time. Yeah, I guess you're right. But you said you saw that knife coming. How could you have? Golly, you'd have to have the eyes of Superman to see anything like that. To see a knife flying through the air at that distance, Mr. Kent? Oh, I, I, I didn't really see the knife. I just saw something gleam in the sun. Realized it might be a knife and... Say, we're a fine bunch of detectives. Here we stand talking about the knife instead of doing something about it. Let's have a look at it. Which of us do you think that knife thrower wanted to kill? He didn't want to kill anyone. See here on the blade of the knife, a paper. It's a message. Oh, what's it say? It's addressed to you, Count. Oh, is it a message about my wife? Tell me quickly, what does it say? It says, your wife is safe and will continue so unless you go to the police. You will hear from us again within 12 hours. It's signed with a, with a red fez. Red fez. Yeah, see here, Jim? A fez drawn in red ink. Oh, those notes of warning. They told me to beware of the man with the red fez. Why didn't I take them seriously? You can't blame yourself for this, Count. The red fez band would have gotten your wife in any case. What we've got to do is get her out of their hands before something happens to well, her. Don't forget Lois and Sir Mycroft. No, of course not. Arabia. Land of mystery and adventure. Golly, we're sure getting our share of it. Yes, and I don't think it'd be a bad idea to dish a little of it out. What do you mean, Mr. Kent? I'm going to leave you two for a while. Both of you stay right here until I get back. And for heaven's sake, don't disappear. Where are you going? To the police. Well, you can't do that. If they know we are in touch with the police, they will surely kill my wife. I know, but... You cannot go to them. It was you yourself who prevented me from doing the same thing. Well, they'll be watching you like hawks. But I don't think they'll be watching me. And we can count on the police to be discreet, I'm sure. Now, wait here, both of you, till I get back. But, Mr. Kent... Better do what Mr. Kent says, Count Wojeska. He usually knows what he's doing. Very well. I leave myself entirely in your hands. Good. I won't be long. Better keep this door locked till I return. Okay. I don't think I'll be going to the police. This is a job for Superman. Off with this suit. <clears throat> I can leave through this window. I've got a visit to pay to a certain fortune teller. Up! Up! And away! Red cape screaming in the night wind, Superman speeds through the air over the rooftops of Mecca, his strange flight cloaked in darkness. 
Below him, the colorful life of the ancient Arabian city. And finally, there filters up to him from the streets the familiar cry his keen ears are waiting for. Superman comes to a landing nearby and then makes his way through the crowded streets toward the fortune teller. So colorful are the costumes of the Arabs that the blue and red costume of Superman goes unnoticed. He reaches the fortune teller and stands before him. Tell your fortune, Effendi. Read your future in the sand. No, I'm going to read your future and not in the sand. I understand you not, Effendi. I'm going to tell your fortune. I have the power to tell you exactly what's going to happen to you in the next five minutes unless you come across with some information I want. Earlier today, you told the fortune of a young woman. Or rather, you pretended her future was so horrible that you wouldn't tell it. Later, you told the man who was with her that if he wanted to find her, he must follow certain clues. I do not recollect... Oh, yes, you do. You're as much a part of this little game as the man in the red fez or anyone else. You make mistake, Effendi. Go away. I've made no mistake. Now, look. See the minaret way up there? I am not blind. Tell me what I want to know, or I'm going to hang you on that minaret until you change your mind. Please, Effendi, let us have no more of this insanity. Go away. All right, you're asking for it. No, no, take your hands off. Take your hands off. Ay, 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 help, help. This foreign devil attack me. Help in the name of Allah. Too late for help now. Up to Daisy. Oh, I am. Oh, I'm flying through the air. Put me down. Release me. Release me in the name of Allah. Uh, Here we are at the top of this minaret. Now hold still while I tie you to it with your belt. Hold still or I may drop you. You don't need to be a fortune teller to figure out what would have happened then. Oh, hear me, Effendi, gracious Effendi. Who you are, I know not, but I will do anything. I will say anything. I will tell you anything, anything at all. That's better. Now then, out with it. Where is the Countess Pajeska? I have never heard that name before. You lie. By the beard of the prophet, I swear it. Who is the man in the red fez? I do not know. Now listen to me. You see that crowd below, all of them looking up here, yelling and waving their arms? Yes, I see Tell me what I want to know or you'll join that crowd down there. I'll throw you off this minaret. No, no, no. I would tell you if I knew, I swear it, but I do not know. The man in the red fez has not even paid me yet. Paid you for what? For doing what I did, for refusing to tell that girl's fortune, for telling the young man and the boy to follow the strange music when the muezzin called from the minaret. But I swear, Effendi, I know not who he is. When do you get paid? Tonight, within the hour. He promised he would come by and pay me. Within the hour, eh? All right, I'll tell you what I'm going to do with you. No, no, not that. I have a wife and six children. Listen to me and stop babbling. Do as I tell you and no harm will come to you. I'm going to take you back down to the street. You will wait there for the man in the red fez. When he arrives, take your money and say nothing. A friend of mine, Clark Kent, will be there to follow him. Is that understood? Yes, clearly. One word oh, and... Oh, may a camel kick me in the face if I utter one syllable. I swear it, Effendi. Not one single part of a syllable will I speak. Good. Now I'll take you down. Oh, that crowd down there. How will I explain, Effendi, what has taken place? You're supposed to be a man with mystic powers... Tell them I'm a friend of yours from the other world. Excellent, Effendi. It will increase my business a hundredfold. Now, let me get this belt of yours loose from around the minaret. Effendi, I have a thought. Together we could do excellent business. Uh, would you join me as a partner? I will gladly give you half the business. Down, and you can... down. Mr. Kent, these bazaars seem even more crowded at night. A lot more colorful, too. Yes, Jim. Golly, 
You really think we'll get our hands on the man with the red fez? If he shows up, and I have reason to believe he will, yes. Well, how'd you get that fortune teller to confess so quickly? Just by threatening him with the police. He's the type that scares easily. Oh, there he is over there now. Come on, Jim. I want to find out if Red Fez has arrived yet. Yeah, we may be too late. You shouldn't have come back to the hotel. I had to be sure you and the Count were all right. You never can tell what might happen in this fantastic place. Are you? Uh, has he arrived yet? My name is Clark Kent. Effendi? Has he arrived yet? The man in the Red Fez. Oh. Oh, no, Effendi. Good. Well, I'll be waiting over there. Remember now, not a word. Not a... Oh, no, no, Effendi. Right. Come on, Jim. You stand in that doorway over there. Jim! Huh? Oh, coming. What's the matter, Jim? Why are you staring at that fortune teller? He's, he's got a long, crooked scar on the back of his right hand. Well, what of it? What of it? Golly, Mr. Kent, didn't you ever notice? What? We know someone with a scar like that. We do? Who? Sir Mycroft Bittersweet. Sir My... Jim! You don't mean they certainly do. That bird's no fortune teller. It's Sir Mycroft himself. Well, there is a surprise for you. Is Jimmy right? Is the so-called fortune teller actually Sir Mycroft Bittersweet, the Shakespearean actor? If so, how does he fit into the mysterious picture? The plot is beginning to thicken. Be sure to listen tomorrow and every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Tune in and follow the adventures of Superman. Yes, be sure to tune in again tomorrow for another thrilling Superman episode. And don't forget what else you're going to do. You're going to buy war stamps as often as you can get mother or dad to give you a dime. Now, you know when you see that big capital S on a three-cornered shield, you'll recognize it as the emblem of Superman, and you know at once what it stands for. Likewise, when you see the capital letters U.S. on a war-saving stamp or bond, you'll recognize them as the emblem of Uncle Sam, and it represents a pledge from Uncle Sam to you, his pledge to use every dime you lend him when you buy war-saving stamps for more bullets and guns and planes and all the other things the American armed forces need to win a smashing victory from the Nazis and the Japs. So don't put off buying war stamps. Buy one every time you've got a dime. Uncle Sam is depending on you. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leave tall buildings in a single bound. Look! Look in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Follow the adventures of Superman every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. This is Mutual.